0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are back in the studio today, and we are trekking through the Psalms, and specifically the Psalms of Ascent. And this little section of Psalms runs from Psalm 120 to Psalm 134. And um, maybe just addressing one thing real quick before we begin. You you may think, as you're listening to this radio station, why why are you guys not talking about the news today? There's so many things that are happening. Uh, Society seems to be crumbling down around us. Can't you be more relevant than the Word of God? Phil, how would you answer that question?
1: Uh, no, we cannot be more relevant than the Word of God. And um, yes, we, we want to understand the world we live in. And the Word of God speaks powerfully to the world that we live in and helps us navigate the way. And we're looking at these Psalms of Ascent that, that help us navigate the way in life. They're all about, they're all Psalms of journey, of, of travel, which, we, which we're all on. Uh, but Christian, you know, pay attention to the news Keep your glance on the circumstance and your gaze on God. Mm. Well, you
2: know the interesting thing about the Bible, it really tells us uh, the truth about who God is. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And also, it tells the truth about humanity. So as we look at at the scriptures and its relevance, what we're looking at is what does this say about God? What does this say about man? Mm -hmm. And the things that it said about man then is the same thing it's saying about man now. And I use that in... Talking about humanity, this is the same thing. It's talking about yeah. hu- all of humanity. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. We're not, we're not so different from our predecessors. That you know, I mean, circumstances may change. Um, you know, some of the things that come into our life. I mean, we're driving cars and not walking on a journey. We talk about a journey here in the Psalms of Ascent. I mean. Journey for us is, you know, you get get on a plane, you drive and go across the country, you have a layover somewhere, you actually walk on an escalator and you do that. On the other side, someone says, oh, you must be tired. You've got been traveling all day. <laughs> you know, they're, they're making a journey up to Jerusalem. You know, they, they truly are uh, experiencing a lot of distress on the journey, but also— they're, they're living in hope, right. and which is what we're t- called to do. And that's yep. is
0: a picture of the Christian life. All right, so let's just jump right into Psalm 121. Phil, you want
1: to read that? Sure. This is Psalm 121, A Song of Ascents. I lift my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber The psalm is just absolutely packed. Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, we're only, we only have just a few minutes to talk yes. about it.
1: Yes.
2: Well, and in, in Psalm one twenty one one twenty, there was a song that got us on the way, and and that was uh, you know he, the psalmist says, "Oh uh, yeah, he's, he's he's saying woe is me," you know, and he and. This is where I live. Now he's on the way, and he's he says, I look to the hills. Where does my help come from? Now, he's not on some sort of sentimental journey. He's not taking the scenic route here. He's actually saying there is no help anywhere else but in the Lord. We find him harassed in Psalm 120. We find him helped here. And you'll notice in this psalm, six times um, we're told the Lord is our keeper. Mm-hmm. Six times he's the one uh, we're kept by him, which in, means in guarded, guarded guarded or preserved preserved yeah. or held, y- yeah, yeah, right. I mean you could actually you know you could make a case here is here's the here's the perseverance of the saint here you know the perseverance of the saint, the perseverance of the Christian um is due to the fact that he's kept and preserved by god himself
1: and and by the way, that's just a a good lesson for um, Bible study, any any portion of Scripture that you're studying, look for words that are repeated. Uh, repetition is biblical underlining. And as, as my brothers have pointed out here, you see the word, the Lord will keep you, the Lord will keep you, the Lord will keep you, six times in this psalm. Uh, that's your indicator of what the theme is.
0: You know, uh, I remember being challenged a few years back by a, a precious sister in the Lord who was molested as a, a young woman and she came across this psalm, and it says, uh, "The Lord will not let your foot be moved; um, the Lord will keep you from all evil." In verse seven, and she said, "How can that be true? Uh, I've experienced great evil in my life." Hmm. And the way that I answered her, which maybe you brothers have a different answer, is, you know, the Bible is talking about in ultimate terms here, right? He's when when the psalmist says the Lord will keep you from all evil, he's he's ultimately saying that the Lord will keep you from the chief evil, namely the destruction and end of your soul. Um, we will face hardships in this life and even evil things, but the promise to the Christian is that even those evil things will work out for good, even and, if you and face we're, horrible we're, things. In
2: some way, we're kept within those things. We're kept in that you know that that difficulty. Uh, the, you know, in that difficulty, Christ is still our sufficiency uh, for those things. Uh, he's able to, um, you know, He doesn't leave us or forsake us during that period of time that we're in there. It is really uh, ultimately the ultimate. He's kept us from mm-hmm. the loss of our soul, and that will
0: seem like a small thing on the last day.
2: That's no. right. And 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 the you know the you know key to that is uh, you know the we're. The covenant name of the Lord is here. You know, you might see it in the uh, capital letters of the word Lord. Uh, this is one word that is, um, you know, translated in this way. Yahweh is translated with the capital letters of L O R D, and this covenant name is the name by which God declares that He's going to do something and be something for His people. I will be your God; you will be my people. That's what He's saying it in that covenant name. It's the Name by which he's revealing all of his character, uh, you know, all those attributes that we think about who who God is. This is the name by when Moses wanted, wanted to know. Well, who should I say sent me when I go and tell these people I'm going to take them out of Egypt? And he said, "You know, I am that I am. This yeah. is the, his name. I I am, and I am with you as the what he was telling them.
1: Mm-hmm. The psalm begins with a question of. of where where can i look who who will be my keeper mm-hmm. and that's a question for every human life mm-hmm. where where do you look for security and hope um for for transforming power in your life um and the, it begins with a question i lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come mm-hmm. uh that that may be one of the most misunderstood uh verses in the Bible because people have heard that verse. It's actually quoted in the movie The Sound of Music inaccurately. Um, but when he says, I lift my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? He's not saying that, well, okay, God lives up on the hilltops somehow and so I have to go up in the mountains to meet God. It's actually quite the opposite, probably, um, when he says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Uh, the hills, the hilltops, were the high places where the pagan gods were worshipped. Right that's where Baal was worshipped. So on his right. on his ascending journey going up to Jerusalem, he's looking up to the hilltops and saying, "I lift my eyes to the hills. I'm looking up where the pagans worship." And then he asks the question, "Where does my help come from?" Mm, that's right. And and then the resolution, "My help," as Jonathan was pointing out a moment ago, "my hope is in the name of the Lord."
2: That's right. And you know, the prophet Jeremiah in Jeremiah 323 says Truly, the hills are a delusion. The orgies on the mountains. Truly, in the Lord our God is the salvation of Israel. And so, you're right, Phil. Uh, they they may have not only looked at those hills as places of danger, where their foot might slip, where they might, uh, you know, twist an ankle, and break a bone, or you know, a dangerous place for robbers and and people laying in wait for them. But they also looked at those hills as uh, in the religious aspects of the. Religion of the other world, and uh, you know we're we're told that our God neither slumbers nor sleeps. And if you remember rightly, um, you know in the in the Old Testament, there is the story of Elijah and and the prophets of Baal. You know that and the and the, you know Elijah is confronted with the four hundred and fifty prophets of Baal, and he's telling, them, "Why are you, why are you in between two opinions? If it, if if God if the Lord is God, follow Him. If not," Baal, and they put up this competition. Of course, you know, the the prophets of Baal all day long are wailing them and asking Baal to come and light this fire, and Elijah is mocking them. Cry aloud, for if he's a god, either he's musing or he's relieving himself, or he's on a journey, or perhaps he's asleep and needs to be wakened. You know, that's not our god. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He doesn't sleep. He's, yeah. His eye is as the song says, his eyes on the sparrow and I know he watches me. That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: I will say this. Um, I think there is an allusion here to uh, another hill. F.W. Krummacher, he was a German pastor after Schleiermacher, the the liberal. And he wrote um, this, that the, the hill from whence comes our help is Calvary. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that's the, the the primary interpretation of this text, but there is a sense in which we do look to a hill for help, and it's the one hill that, that, that Christ, yes. where, where Christ was crucified, mm-hmm. uh, where our sins were satisfied in, in, in the eyes of God, where our righteousness was given to us, where we have a spirit that seals us and indwells us. And, and ultimately, that really is the resolve of this psalm. I mean, what good is it if God guards us our whole mm-hmm. life and preserves us our whole life, but doesn't protect us and guard us from the thing that endangers us most, which is sin and the wrath of God. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and throughout the, throughout the psalm, because it's speaking about God as our, our help, we see him as that sovereign helper. We see him as the watchful keeper. We see him as the one who relieves us in our distress. And we ultimately see him as the one who eternally preserves our life. That's right. Well, Phil, what do you have? <laughs>
1: the Lord. Well, well, let me. I just want to play on that image. It's a it's a powerful image in the Psalm that the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. And that mm-hmm. sounds like a strange image. Well, you know, why do I, why would I have to be afraid of the sun? But if you know, quite literally, if you, if you've ever if you've ever been in uh, uh, Israel, you can go to modern Israel and you literally for instance if you're in Jericho you literally make your way up now today you do it in a bus but you literally make your way up from Jericho to Jerusalem and there is not a tree in sight there is no shade
2: yeah it's only and, a 15 miles journey and yes. and you know that was one of the parables of Jesus was yes. that the, the he was
1: going up the, the man was going up from Jer- from yeah, Jericho to no, no, he was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho but anyway um, Literally, if you're if you're out walking like that and and you're on foot, the sun is your enemy during the day. Mm-hmm. It's the sun is going to smite you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to undo you. And now we don't think of the moon undoing you, but but in ancient thinking, the the moon is dangerous. You know, we get our we talk about being moonstruck. The uh, yeah. lunacy, lunacy. <laughs> a lunatic a, a lunatic is somebody who's been moonstruck, but. This says we're protected. God, God is your shade. He's your protector.
2: Yeah. From from real danger and imagined and danger. And imagined danger, yes. Yes. And from ultimate danger. And ultimate danger. That's right.
0: Well, you've been listening to the gospel for life. We're going to continue looking at the Psalms of Ascent. If you've missed any of these broadcasts, just subscribe to the Gospel for Life, wherever you subscribe to your podcast at. And we hope to see you next time.